Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. My name is Max Brecky. I'm here today with Ben Ross and Jordan Hansen. No Jerry Sherwin for you this week. So sorry that you guys have to hear all three of our voices instead of Jerry's delightful voice. Guys, how's it going? Let's go. How we doing, everybody? Oh, man, I, I'm just I'm just happy to be here. <clears throat> all right. Uh, let's just kind of get this thing going right off the bat. Let's get the, you know... It's the elephant in the room, Purdue. That game was that game was not great. It was not good at all. Maybe one of the worst games that Iowa has played since 2012. Would you guys say that that's probably true? Agree, agree, hundred percent. Yeah, you know it. It's, <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, it was just, it was just it was so bad. Like I I spent last night like rewatching it and everything, and just all the sacks, man. That was that was what the difference in that game was. Iowa kept having their drives killed, and they just kind of sucked blocking. And that's not something you'd really expect from this team, but here we are. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I feel as though every single time they kind of got any momentum whatsoever, you know, they didn't really put together any solid drives, but when it felt like they were about to, they took a huge sack on third down, and it kind of just derailed everything. Yeah, man, there was like four different drives where they were ended by sacks, and you know you, you could even throw maybe a fifth one in there too, and it's 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 pretty bad, and I don't know, I, I I don't even know what to say about this team anymore, honestly. Of those six sacks, I would only really blame one on Nate Stanley for holding the ball like maybe half a second too long. The rest were just absolutely unforgivable breakdowns and coverage. There is one where I mean. I think it was a defensive back for, for, for Purdue, just who wasn't even noticed. He had a straight shot, nearly killed Stanley, nearly took his head off, I think it was in the second or third quarter. Uh, some of the worst offensive line play I've seen from an Iowa team, maybe ever, considering the opponent. Uh, Purdue has a pretty good defensive end in Galen Robinson, but he didn't even play that great of a game. Uh, it, it was It's unforgivable, really. Yeah, Jordan. Uh, Jordan watched the game twice. Unfortunately, enough for him. Jordan, what did you notice on those uh, sacks? Like, would you say, would you say that those were mostly on Werfs and over on right tackle? Would you say that those were just kind of blitzes that weren't picked up by the running back? What did you see? I mean, it, it was kind of a combination. I mean, Werfs Werfs had a really bad like beginning of the game, but there, like you said, I mean, there's definitely some moments where, you know, either Butler or Akron Wadley should have picked up the blitz and there was just some miscommunication. And there was one, there was one late in the game mm-hmm. where James Daniels just got blasted yeah. into tomorrow. And, you know, it's like, you know, is there miscommunication on the line? You know, someone in the comments was, you know, speculating that James Daniels might be injured and I could see that, but it was just, it was brutal. And, I feel bad for Stanley. I mean, these weren't like just like, oh yeah, like late in the late in the, you know, play, you know, just taken down. Like these were like nasty hits that he was taking. And you know, at a, as a quarterback, he started getting skittish, you know, after that. The regression of Daniels over the past, not even the whole season, the past few games, 
is really confounding and surprising to me. Maybe he is hurt, but like against Minnesota and especially against Ohio State, like he was doing some great things. He was pull. He was I've never seen a center pull uh, the way Daniels did against Ohio State on multiple plays, and he was really looking like the preseason hype he had built up to be a center. And against Wisconsin again, he did, against Wisconsin too. He just got blew up on multiple times, which at first yeah, I attributed to Wisconsin's really good defensive line their linebacking core. And now against Purdue, he got blew up multiple times as well, just straight up the middle, that nothing going on. Daniels has turned in. I don't know what it is, if it's something in between the ears, if he really is hurt, but he's turned from a, a strengthless team to a liability over the course of two weeks, and I really haven't seen anything like it before. Yeah, it's kind of weird because, uh, Jordan, you mentioned that, you know, the line, maybe there's not, maybe there's a little bit of confusion or something like that. It's, we're 11 games to the, to the season now. These were, you know, games 10 and 11 on the year. If they're, you know, they played together all season, and if there's miscommunication at this point in the year, that's, something is wrong just because, man, that's, mm-hmm. that's this is an Iowa football team. Iowa football always gets better as the year goes on. November is supposed to be when they're at their absolute best, and it's the offensive line has looked absolutely terrible the last two games. This is almost, you know, the pass blocking mm-hmm. that CJ Beathard mm-hmm. probably remembers from the past couple of years. Cause CJ got almost no help, particularly in 2016. Uh, not even like the regret, like and I don't know. I'd be less upset if we didn't beat Ohio state. I don't know. I mean, maybe get three, but I wish, I almost wish the Ohio state either didn't win, didn't happen at all or happened differently because it's since we not since we absolutely blew out the then num- what were they number six team in the country? They were top five. They since we blew them out, there there's absolutely no excuse for playing the way we have the last two weeks. Like losing to Wisconsin is a forgivable if we would have put up a decent showing on offense, but we didn't. Then losing to Purdue in any way, shape, or form at home on Senior Day, which I think is a little overrated, but still at home is absolutely positively unforgivable. This is. Kirk Ferentz is in code, 19th year at the helm in Iowa City. And this is uh, Brom, whatever his first name, Brom's first year at Purdue. Jeff, Jeff Brom. Brom's first year. Yeah, and his freaking brother, the Brian Brom from Louisville, I had no idea until somebody, I read it today, the old quarterback from Louisville is the offensive coordinator. Um, it's just unforgivable how we got totally and completely outcoached and outclassed to a team that doesn't have – the, the 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 horses that Iowa does. Oh, you mentioned beating Ohio State and then losing to Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin and Purdue these past couple games. Would you trade the Ohio State win for wins in our last or wins in those last couple, or would you keep it the same way, Jordan? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, it's just it, it's so Iowa to be you know. You know, have a game that's so up and like, holy crap, like everything is like coming together. Like this is amazing and fun and awesome. And then just that nosedive down. And <laughs> I was like, did, did, did Nate Stanley sell his soul huh. to, you know, <laughs> Iowa State and Ohio State? <laughs> is, is, Who that brokers that deal? <laughs> <laughs> Lester Lester Herb is somewhere at a dive bar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, Max, are you asking, would you rather be two and one over the last three games or one and two? Because I think the answer is two and one, no question. 
Well, sure, but I mean, just, you know, it, Ohio State win was one of the biggest wins, you know, the program Ever? has had in recent memory, just from yeah. a standard of how, well, yeah, you know, just by, by the way that they destroyed them by 30 points and the way that it was Ohio State, a top five team that Iowa never beats. That's why I was asking, you know, like, not even just the fact that, like, if it were, you know, a crappy Purdue team and a crappy Nebraska team instead of Wisconsin, because obviously Wisconsin's the real, real deal for the most part. Yeah, I'm buying Wisconsin stock. Yeah, they were, you know, after seeing them even against Michigan. I, they, I thought Michigan was going to win, yeah. Michigan really well. But, this you know. Is- I don't know, this just feels like 2015 to me that Wisconsin is 2015 Iowa and Ohio State is just going to like it's going to be some like close game in Indianapolis and Ohio State's going to win. But, you know, Does it, Wisconsin have to win that game so. to make it to the playoff. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I I just think it's because they didn't play anybody through 10 games. Uh you kind of, you know, I think the committee's going to Take that against them because everybody's been talking about it. Is Wisconsin's schedule still not stronger though than I was was in 2015? Iowa played a couple of ranked teams. They weren't ranked highly. I think we played three. I think we played three total ranked teams. Wisconsin's played two, not counting Michigan State. So we played four total ranked teams. Wisconsin will have played three. Yeah, so I guess. And then Iowa. But one of those teams was Pitt. Right, they were ranked 25. But one of those teams for. Wisconsin was Iowa, ranked 25. Okay, my foot's in my mouth. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so, uh, I mean, I don't know. Enough with the Wisconsin talk, though. Do we, does you guys have anything else you guys thought about the Purdue game? I mean, I thought the defense played pretty well. I mean, Iowa had four sacks. Uh, AJ Epinesa had one. Josie Jewell had two. And uh, Nate Budgeta. Uh, had that one in the end zone that ended up being a safety. And I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating to watch. 24 the, points isn't insurmountable. It's right. not unforgivable. No. And, you know, Iowa's defense has outscored its offense 16 to 13 over the past two weeks. That's. And we have to bring up punting. That's un- I mean, you could probably take a touchdown off the board if we have a competent punter, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, really, I mean, there's there's this whole series, you know, at the beginning of the, you know, at the beginning of the second half where um, Iowa gives up a touchdown on Purdue's opening drive. Manny Ragumba gets taken into mm-hmm. tomorrow, and and then and then the Iowa turns around and on third and six, you know, uh, Amir Smith Marset has you know a drop for a pass that would have gone twenty five yards, and then Iowa punts the ball twenty one yards, and Purdue is back in business and. You know that that was really the game right there. Is a you know fourteen point swing in about three minutes, and Iowa couldn't recover after that. And uh, you know at some point you just kind of wonder like, you know, what is going How on? How many here? parts of under thirty yards did we have that yeah. game? Just was it just two or did we have three? Uh, I don't know the exact number, but I I know at least two. Two is I know one. I know one one for twenty five. I know one one for twenty four, and I want to say one one for twenty nine. I want to say one went for twenty one. <sighs> like late in the early late in the game, I want to say one went for twenty one. It doesn't make right. any sense. Doesn't doesn't make any any sense at all. It's like Nick Saban can never find a good kicker. Why why can't Kirk Ferentz find a good punter? Well, the thing with it is, is that I mean Gersande, he's, I mean he didn't show that he was bad. He was averaging forty three yards per punt. Yeah, why? How did he lose his job? 
<laughs> I, I have I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure that this game it had something to do with the wind. They thought that you know he punted the, in the, it was heavier wind. Western, he was a main punter. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fair. I was at that game. And that I was, was at that game. That was horrible. One. That sucked. <clears throat> that was that wasn't fun. But uh, yeah, no, it's he punted fine against Northwestern. He averaged he's averaging 43 yards per punt, which is you know everybody wants to say, talk about how great Kaluzi was last year. That's a better average than Kaluzi had in 2016. Nate Stanley should be our full-time punter. It's only for punters. Why not? Yeah. You can, players will have, to, will have to respect the fake at all times. <laughs> That's actually, you know what? They should, teams should just never punt. You should always go for it on the fourth round. No. Oh, yeah. Punting should be taken out of the rule book, 100%. And there's a hot take for today. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to and get, eliminate the forward pass while we're at it too, and just uh, go back to rugby style. I thought it was football. already eliminated personally, based on how this. Yeah, going. you wouldn't know if you watched last two weeks. All right, do we have a? Is that that's is that enough yeah, Purdue? I'd say that that's probably enough Purdue. I don't really have much else to say about it, um, unless Jordan. No, man, it was just it was hard to watch. It was so hard to watch. Yeah. Do can we talk about the decision to go for two at the end? Uh, I think it was the wrong decision, but uh, I know that it's been heavily debated on the internet. I yeah. I mean, I, I got attacked for it a little bit on Twitter. I also did some attacking. I don't think you can make a good argument that it was the right decision. The math isn't a proper argument in that in that in that place, in my opinion. No, Jordan. you. No, I was saying, you, you got to stay in the game as long as possible, and, and you know, I bet I know Ben. That's something that you've kind of mentioned, and, and and you really do. Like, I mean, there's there's no point, and I, I mean, then, I, I just I didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. Not even going for two and not making it, and not we can we don't even have to talk about the play call, which was absolutely horrible. The fade with a team like this is so low percentage; it's mind boggling. But then you totally you, you might maybe yeah you you kick you kick for one and then you extend the game even if it's just for three seconds to make the onside kick meaningful. That's important. The players knew that onside kick was absolutely meaningless. Now that doesn't make any sense at all to me. It just I, uh, makes me angry. I think it's some of the worst coaching decisions I've seen out of this coaching staff since I've been a fan, and there's been quite a few. Yeah, there's a laundry list. The, the last couple of weeks have not been banner weeks for the Ferris family. Oh, the French I are. Sure. I wish I could say they're on the hot seat, but they're not. They're their their seat is ice cold. Really quickly before we get to basketball, uh, one last question, kind of related to Purdue, kind of not. Do you guys think that the Ferris or that Kirk Ferris has outlast or outlived his welcome in uh, Iowa City? Yeah, it's been twenty years. We can. We we can see you later, man. I don't I don't need any more of this, Jordan. I mean, yeah. I mean, you see all these other teams that are you know trying to get better, trying to find better coaches, and you know I I understand the benefits of consistency, but at some point, if you want to increase your you know standing as a program, you have to go try to find someone that might be better. And I'm so sick and tired of watching this terrible offense and good defense that I'm about to throw things out my window. Yeah, I I personally go back and forth on it. Uh, it's one of those things where you know you can where you know you complain about something that's been good to you, 
and you never know what's going to come next. You know, whoever they get, whoever Iowa picks next, whether that be it's going to be know, Brian. maybe Brian Ferentz or whoever it is. Uh, well, eesh, maybe maybe not after how things have gone this past season so far, but you know, whoever they were to choose, if they were to fire Ferentz today uh, and find somebody new for next year. It's you know, there's no guarantee that it's going to be any better. There's a possibility that it gets much, much worse than you know what we were used to, and we end up regretting it. So that, that's my only reason that I would say that I'm not entirely for the idea, but it's mostly just one of those, I guess, you know, kind of be careful what you wish for things. But anyway, enough about. Uh, football for the moment. We'll get back to football in a little bit. Iowa basketball played. Uh, they're in the Cayman Islands, and first game did not go so hot at all. Nope. They lose to uh, who did they even play again? They Louisiana played, Lafayette. Louisiana Lafayette. Number one eleven in Ken Palm. Uh, so, I mean, it's a much better team than they've played for the first few games. So that's not horrible. Not a team. Well, yeah, it's horrible. But yeah. Yeah, I think that they're 111. <laughs> it's, it's better than, you know, the first few opponents. That was supposed to bring up their RPI if they won it. They mm-hmm. ended up putting up 17 points in the first half. Guys, what's, what is wrong with Iowa basketball? I don't know, man. <laughs> I really don't. Doesn't the bench was really kind of a non-factor today? And I mean, you know, Nunge had you know nine points on three of six shooting and you know a couple rebounds. But yeah. other than that, I'm looking at 20 pretty- bench points of so 71 total. Um, I mean, bright side, we had 54 points the second half, but 22 of 60 shooting from the field is not going to win you many games. Ten assists either. That's not going to do much. Um, turned it over 15 times. That's always a signature of France teams is turning the ball over. Uh, you know, my hot take is this isn't that big of a deal. We lost to Omaha at home last year. We lost to Division II Augustana two years ago. The, these Iowa teams always always take a bad loss on the chin early and seem to rebound, pun intended. And uh, we're, we're missing arguably... I mean, maybe arguably our best player. Nicholas Bear is out for probably another two or three weeks. And Connor McCaffrey is who knows how long he's going to feel even see the court this year um, due to some health reasons. So I'm not ready to light things on fire yet. Yeah, I'm I'm really not either. I think that I saw some pretty hot takes on Twitter today. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's the fourth game of the season, y'all. Like... It's it's going to be okay. I mean, Iowa scored fifty four points in the second half. You know, they outscored mm-hmm. you know, the Region Cajuns. You know, fifty four forty three in the second half. Like I said, it, you know, you, you're down by twenty at halftime. That's not easy to come back from. But I I trust Fran, and I you know th- this team has talent. I mean, we've seen it. You know, there there's talent yeah. here, and I I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to get too yeah. Too only only two only two players scored the double digits. It's not going to happen every night. And I mean. No. Yeah, you want to rack up wins when you can, but I'm not sold on the Big Ten this season. I think it's going to be pretty down. I think, you know, Wisconsin's going to be pretty down. I don't, I don't know how Michigan's going to be this year. Indiana, obviously, is not going to be <clears> – <throat> not that they have been anything special last few years anyway, but um, I think besides Michigan State, 
Uh, I'm not buying Minnesota. I'm not buying Northwestern. I think the the conference is going to be pretty open outside of Michigan State, and I don't think you know 18 to 20 wins is out of the question for Iowa and the Big Ten if they can get it together uh, before conference play starts. So I'm really, I don't care. I, I don't think this is a big deal at all. I think uh, it's ready to shrug it off now. We do play Iowa State in a couple weeks. We do play Indiana at Indiana in a couple of weeks. So those are something then. I agree with all of that. Uh, you know, I think it's, maybe it's a good thing that they actually lost because <laughs> they their first few games they they played with absolutely no fire. I got a chance to watch the game against uh, Gr- uh, Grambling State, and they just looked so disinterested throughout the entire game. They just kind of thought that they were going to come in there, they were going to coast, and you know, they were able to coast away. They didn't put in a whole ton. It didn't look like they were, you know, really putting in a whole ton of effort, even when they were able to pull away towards the end of the game. It was mostly just... Well, it's, yeah, well, it's funny, too, because I watched the whole Alabama State game, and they just demolished Alabama State. They looked like they wanted to be there. And so maybe Alabama State was that much worse in Grambling? I don't know. Yeah. But the, the, the team I saw against Alabama State was, the you know, a team that was hungry for blood. Or thirsty, rather. Yeah. Uh, Blood's a liquid. People forget that. <laughs> people people do indeed forget that. Yeah. But yeah, no, you know, maybe it'll light a fire under them. You know, if they went into this one thinking they were just going to kind of waltz through, and maybe it's maybe it's the body clocks. That is a long trip to the Cayman Islands, right? Body clocks. Yeah, body. Right. I bet. I bet that gym is pretty humid. I bet. I don't know. That's all. I, that's the only take I have. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it, it's pretty much an inexplicable thing to score just like yeah. seventeen points in the first half. <laughs> so I mean, who knows what the factor could have been in that uh, situation that made that would have made that happen? Uh, do you have anything else on basketball? Uh, McCaffrey is not with the team. Bears not going to be back until at least Iowa State. I mean, it, uh, nothing. Not a whole lot new, other than. That go ahead. No, I was saying it's just it, it's a long season. It's a really long season, and we're in November. So exactly, I, we do. <laughs> we, yeah, we play Virginia Tech a week from tomorrow, so probably a week from today when you're listening to this and looking at their schedule now. Virginia Tech hasn't. They they already have. They lost to St. Louis. Are they supposed to be good this year? Um, above average. Yeah. So yeah, I mean Virginia Tech is will be a good barometer. Uh, they play something called Houston Baptist tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But uh, that, I think Virginia Tech's going to be the video barometer for this team, and we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing you know where Iowa goes against Virginia Tech in their first couple of games of Big Ten play, and then Iowa State, just because I think that you know the team that shows up to Iowa State is probably the mm-hmm. team that we're going to get for the entire season. Like, at that point, you know, the team is going to be the team, particularly mm-hmm. when it's fully healthy. I agree. Honestly, health really hasn't been too much of an issue for this team over the past couple of years, so it, it's kind of interesting to see them kind of deal with a little bit of adversity and that's stuff. A, and Yeah, that's so, a great yeah, point. Like, I, I, mean, I would agree. I'm trying to think, has there really been a time where one of our crucial players has been out for a significant amount of time? Well, I mean, Jock was hampered most of last season, and we missed Pemsel for a little bit, but Jock was still playing for the most part. He didn't miss and, a whole lot of time. And, I mean, 
we also we can make the argument I was a better team without Jock. The whole boiler wrote a whole post about it. <laughs> yes, he did. The, yeah, the Ewing theory. But I'm saying, like, I don't know. Was there ever a time Utah never really missed big stretches? Aaron White never really did. Gazelle never really did, if I remember correctly. Marble never did. Um, that's sort of a testament, maybe, to the way Fran conducts this team in practice and off season and conditioning. Yeah, I mean, their conditioning is pretty good. I mean, I never really realized that they had such a good bout of health uh, pretty much since Fran took over. Yeah, so maybe that's luck. Also, I mean, basketball's pretty low impact. So, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right, do we want to do – do you want to talk a little bit about Turkey Day really quick? Uh, What should we do, Nebraska first, then Turkey? Uh yeah, let's, let's do Nebraska. Nebraska. Let's talk about the Nebraska Cornhuskers. All right. Um, Let me pull up the roster here real quick. Let's see what we got. All right. Let's start off with uh, the one thing that everybody does know is Tanner Lee, Nebraska's quarterback. He throws a lot of interceptions. Hopefully, he decides that he wants to throw the ball at Josh Jackson a lot on Friday because otherwise, I they mean, they put forty four against do you, Penn State do you this week. That, I didn't know that. I mean, most of it was garbage time, but yeah, they didn't. Was it? They was it really mostly garbage time? They were down huge by the, by a certain point. I mean, everything was garbage time, like the entire second half. It's pretty. Oh hard. yeah, Nebraska scored twenty points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I was gonna say they put up a ton of points. You know, towards the yeah, end oh, of that yeah, game. Yeah, it was it was, uh, was thirty five ten going into the half. Yeah, um, that. I don't think Penn State really cared anymore at a certain point. Yeah, Penn State played their 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 backups for the entire fourth. It looks like Tanner Lee though still threw three hundred and ninety nine, no three touchdowns, no no interceptions, sacked four times. Doesn't look like Nebraska can rush the ball so much. So look for them to have a career day against Iowa. Around, <laughs> um, I don't know. We knew they had receivers. Uh, Spielman and Pearson now were pretty good. Yeah, they've actually their receiving core is pretty good. I'm not so impressed with Tanner Lee. Tanner Lee, I guess, had a pretty good game against Penn State this past week, but uh, uh, their receivers are actually really good. They've got some talent there, and it's mm-hmm. all young talent. Yeah, yeah, the Spielman guy. He's from he's from Minneapolis, so I've read about him quite a bit. Uh, he played for a really good program. And um, he's actually the, the son of the manager of the Minnesota Vikings. So he's been written up. Really? A, yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, he's Rick's um, son? Adopted son, That's but weird. still, yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, go figure. It is pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah. The one thing that I am looking forward to with Nebraska is they are not great against the run. They're giving up five and a half yards per carry. Uh, and while Iowa hasn't been able to run, maybe you know, maybe facing Nebraska is going to be kind of helpful for them. I don't know. Maybe they could get it back on track in their final game. No, for so maybe not. The rest of the season. Yeah. With the way the line played this past couple of weeks, I – Nothing would surprise me with this one. I th- Nebraska will be playing for a bowl berth. There is that. Yeah, I don't. I will be playing to have a winning record. I mean, that's pretty oh, much okay. the only thing we'll be playing for. God, so this is just the absolute toilet bowl. 
on a short week and and on a short week too. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's one day. I know it's a short week, but I don't totally buy a short week when it's only one day. Fair. Um, it's not it's not like playing a Thursday night NFL game when you're playing on Sunday, in my opinion. <laughs> um, looking it up now, Nebraska has one of the worst rushing defenses in the country. They're allowing five and a half yards an attempt. You what you do you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Um <laughs> I don't know, so maybe Akron Wadley actually does something. God, or I mean, sorry, I don't want to blame it on Akron Wadley because this season has been lost and it's not his fault. Uh, I feel just bad for him and Josie Jewell that this is the way their senior years are coming out. Well, Josie Jewell's had a great year. I feel bad for Akron Wadley mainly because of the fact that he hasn't been able to do anything. He's any been running. totally misused. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, know. There's not, I mean, they're not getting into space. They're not... You know, putting him in really position to succeed, they're telling him to go right out of the gut, and it's not going to work with a guy. I like don't. Backroom. I mean, not, not especially now that James Butler is back. But like when he was gone, I don't understand the aversion to Torin Young and even Ivory Kelly Martin. Like those are both. They're going to be our. Those are going to be our number one and two running backs next year. Why? 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 Why not give them the ball this year too? What, do you not trust them? It just it bottle it bottles the mind. I don't know. I really, I really just don't know at this point. I, I don't know what's coming through the heads. I don't know why the running game is bad. I, I just, it, it's just, it's so hard to wrap your mind around this team because, like, you know, you know, some teams it's like easy. It's like, oh yeah, like you know, this team has a pretty bad, you know, offensive guard. Mm-hmm. Or this team has a pretty bad like quarterback, yada yada. Like this team, like the, the, the stuff doesn't jump off the page at you. It's just weird little things that just go wrong and then everything else falls apart. I I don't understand. Here, what, what do we do, Max? Is a punter go for it? So, yeah. here's something I saw on Twitter today, and I'll reveal my opinion on it after, but is Wisconsin undefeated with Iowa's roster this year? Considering, let's say, the coaches have had all the time to prep them up and everything, but they have Iowa's exact roster this year. Are they still undefeated? Uh, no. Why? 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 What? I I, I want to say that it's be just because I don't think I think that their secondary is a lot better than I was. I was Josh Jackson, who's probably a bad better player than any of uh, Wisconsin's uh, defensive backs, but. Uh, you know, the other side of the field, the safety play hasn't been great. And then you got to take injuries into account, too. Uh, Wisconsin's been like the most injured team in the country. No, yeah, I know that. But I'm mean injuries to Iowa. Iowa starters, they're all good. But the guys behind them, I don't think are as good right now. Okay, but do you think Iowa's offense offsets Wisconsin's offense? I mean, obviously, Jonathan Taylor's a great running back. But I, I would think that Nate Stanley's a better, you know, quarterback than what Alex Hornibrook is. I would agree with that, but I think I or not. Uh, I think Wisconsin has a better offensive line than Iowa too. That's fair. I I don't think so. I think this offensive line has just been really poorly coached, which which is weird <laughs> to say. It's so weird to say. Like, and is that because you know Brian's been more focused on the offense, or you know Kirk's been distracted by something? I mean, like. I know I loved the Tim Paulus at Kyra at the time, and I still don't hate it. I mean, it's only been one year. I'm not ready to throw things, like I said, out the window. 
but it's just weird. I thought he would absolutely thrive in this role, and maybe there's got to be th- I mean, there's definitely things going on behind the scene. Maybe Brian can't get his hands out of the offensive line pie, whereas Kirk obviously can't keep his hands out of the offensive pie at all as a whole. So it just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really, I'm really curious about, you know, what the reason for Iowa's lackluster offensive line play has been, you know, because they've got some good pieces on it. And Polisex was, you know, he had a lot to do with it at North Dakota State when they were winning championships. Uh, then he went to, no, he didn't go anywhere. I was going to say Craig Bull went to Wyoming, but Polisek, you know, he ended up having a lot to do with the offensive line while he was in uh, North Dakota State. And they've run a lot of similar things that Iowa does, and they mm-hmm. did it well. Right. You know, you'd think that with better talent, he'd be able to get Iowa at the same place. Maybe, you know, it's a year away, uh, but the line seems to be regressing. And I don't want to blame the players because, you know, they're, they've got a lot of talent, and I'm sure that they all work really hard in practice and during the game. I mean, I think some of it might be due to the fact that Boone and Ike are both injured. But honestly, if you, if you watched last year, Ike and Boone really, especially Boone, really weren't that solid of players. And I, no, I, mean, maybe I agree 100%. Is... I don't think they're, I mean, yeah. They're fine. I don't think it's like losing Brandon it's... Scherf or anything like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In most things are That's aren't. a really unfair comparison, but it's like, not like, I mean, not even like losing Sean Welsh would have been a much bigger loss. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I agree. Sean Welsh did get beat once in this game. And I, honestly, I, you know, Sean Welsh is a great lineman, but even then, I, I still think he's been a little bit down this year. I mean, he's been better since he moved to guard, but, you know, th- there's still just been some blown assignments and stuff. And I, I'm just, you know, is, is it Nate not calling the right protection? You know, is it James not recognizing the the blitz? Like, you know, what's what, what's going on here? And, I mean, granted, you have two freshmen starting at your, your tackle spots, basically, more or less. And, you know, I don't know. And, you know, can, can they no. fix things in the next two games? You know, are we going to get a bull win for the first time since 2010? Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to beat Nebraska? It's just like, come on. And I'm, I'm really, 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 really sick of the rebuilding year argument. I don't even think it's an argument. It's college football. Every year is a rebuilding year. You can't tell me this is a rebuilding year when we have Josie Jewell, Bo Bauer, and Ben Neiman as our linebacking core. No other team in the country has 145 starts between their three linebackers. And you tell me this is a rebuilding year. We're going to have a Thorpe Award winner in the defensive backfield who's going to leave and go pro next year. You can't tell me this is a rebuilding year. We're going to have Sean Welsh leave, who's probably going to go to the NFL. We're going to have Rackham Wadley, who's definitely going to the NFL. We have James Butler, who probably is probably going to go to the NFL, too. It's right there. I just rattled off. We probably, probably I just ran off eight NFL players. You tell me this is rebuilding. Yeah. Your get the get the help. James Daniels will be there. I don't. He's not leaving. James Daniels is staying. James Daniels but, will get there eventually. If you know, if, but, no, he's not leaving this year. But I, what we're, what I'm saying is, you know, he's he was going to be that player at the end of the, or at the end of the year. People were saying that he might leave. Yeah, but he's not anymore. But you can't tell me this is rebuilding year when there's eight NFL players on this roster. Not even yeah. counting the underclass, not even counting the underclass. Well, and even, yeah, it's just yeah. so and dumb. Then, you might see Matt Vandenberg get a, uh, you know, a, a tryout spot. 
He'll get a tr- he'll get a tryout. Yeah, not even counting Vandenberg. He'll get a tryout yeah, for sure. I think Ben Neiman's had a great year. Like, you know, it's just you can you can make a list, man. You can make a list. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly been frustrating to watch. And you know what? I really hope that Iowa wins this week because if they don't, they might finish with the losing record. And by might, I mean if they lose this week, I don't see them winning a bowl game. No, they don't deserve to. <laughs> no, not at all. The only thing is, I want. I mean, yeah, they have, they're going to go to a bowl, and I think it can't. That extra month of practice can't be overstated. So I'm glad they're that, but the bowl game is meaningless. It's stupid. That 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 extra month of practice is more important than the bowl game. Yeah, but how much how much good is that extra month of practice done for Iowa in the last seven years in any of the bowl games they played? That's a great point. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa no, they don't play worse. The opponents get extra month to prepare for one step, one echelon above the triple option. That's uh, that's what it is. I I, <laughs> I don't understand. Norm Parker had a great, great, great quote after after shellacking Georgia Tech in 09. Somebody asked him about you know being prepared, and he said, "When you have a month to prepare for an offense that's been around since the invention of the sport, you you're going to have a good time as a defense." Well, when You've, when you're preparing an extra month for an offense, it's been around for 20 years after the invention of the sport. So 1920 compared to 1900, then you're still probably going to have a good time as a defensive coordinator. It's, uh, I, I don't think that's un- that unfair of a comparison, in my opinion. No, I don't think it's unfair at all either because you know that Iowa is just going to run that outside zone. You know that they're going to yeah. you know, sparingly pass the ball. It's, you know what to expect. And, and, and I say even right. when you know Brian tries to sprinkle in some like you know other stuff and like t- like like last week there was there's a weird play I didn't get it in the in the rewatch but you know they they had Noah Fant split all the way out and they ran like an inside zone with with Akram Motley and you know it, it, it of course went for negative yards but you know like even when they try to sprinkle some of this like weird kind of stuff in you know it, it really doesn't always work and. You know, there's only so much you can do with this offense, and, and and you know, there's only so much creativity you can do with this offense, and it's just what they're doing just isn't working, and you know, they'll never realize it just because they're so stuck in their ways, and until they realize that, you know, and they won't. So I guess until you know, as fans, until we get so fed up with the the mediocrity, you know, we're going to be stuck with the same stuff, and I, I know it's been the same argument that we've had for. You know the last ten years, honestly, but you know, like we're just stuck in a in a circle, and it's it's frustrating being a fan. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, we've gotten a little bit off topic. We were talking <laughs> from the Nebraska game, which is fine. Obviously, you know they don't always. No, this is fun. <laughs> cathartic. We need a bitch fest. Time is a fascicle. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, but so. Let's get back to Nebraska really quickly. Let's just do predictions, and we'll get mm. out with uh, we'll get out of the football talk. Uh, what do you guys think for this week? You think I? You guys think Iowa's going to win it? You think they're going to solidify the winning record in twenty seventeen, or do you think that we're going to finish five hundred in the regular season? I think we win late, late, late heroics from Noah Fant get us over the hump because he hates Nebraska more than I do. So I'm gonna say 2017 nail biter against the shipbirds that are. I'm gonna say 24 to 17. 
Um, Iowa controls the game most of the most of the time. Nebraska scores a late touchdown, and then you know Iowa gets a, a late field goal and ices the game away with their defense. Um, if Iowa loses this game to Mike Riley, who's a dead man walking, and a fan base in Nebraska that is as about as dead as as it gets, um, yeah, that's just it's just going to be bad. And plus, I really hate Nebraska. I really hate Nebraska. So much, yeah. <laughs> I just, I really want Iowa to win I, this game. <laughs> I too hate Nebraska. Um, my boss is actually from Lincoln, Nebraska, and Ugh. he's been talking to me about this game for the past four weeks now because he has nothing else <laughs> to look forward to in this football season, yeah. Except for to talk shit to me about Iowa, but so the week has finally come. I have a whole ten dollars <laughs> waged on it. It's gonna be excellent. Uh, and I'm not. I was very. I was pretty confident after the Ohio State win. I'm not as confident anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be something like stupid, like 19 to 16, like a stupid <laughs> score. And I, I mean, I'm going to pick Iowa to win because I'm a, I'm a homer. I'm a negative homer, but I am a homer. So I'll take Iowa 19 to 16 in a terribly awfully played game. Mm-hmm. And Mike Raleigh will get fired. And go Hawks. Yeah, I guess. Go Hawks. All right. Uh, So we wanted to do a little bit of Thanksgiving talk. Ben, you said that you had some hot takes about Thanksgiving. Would you like care to share them with us? Um, Okay, yeah. Well, first, let's just go down the list. What's on your guys' – well, okay, my first hot take is turkey is super average. Um, I don't think many people disagree with me either. I like turkey. No, I, I, I like it. I yeah. don't love it. Uh, I'd prefer to have a duck. A duck? I think. Wow, duck! <laughs> I love duck. Is- whoa, whoa! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like a Christmas story style duck with a head still on, or so- something oh, yeah. you shot yourself and cooked. What the hell, a duck? Honestly, I I thought a much hotter take was coming. I totally buy this because I I enjoy duck. I've never had duck on Thanksgiving, but I like. No, duck. me either. But I'm just talking about. <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about mallard, mallards here. Um, I have had pheasant. It's good. It's great. Yeah, pheasant's good. I've never I've never had it, but I had a ham for the first time at my Thanksgiving, and it was quite good. I was happy to have like a it was a, like a smoked ham, like a real ham that my brother-in-law smoked. Um, that was, that was a joy. I really, really, really want a fried turkey. Have you guys ever had a fried turkey? Oh, every year. I've never had one. I've never had one. And people say they're amazing and my family is full of jerks and <laughs> it doesn't, they just won't, they won't do it, which is fair. We don't have a garage anymore, so I guess we can't really make it, but yeah. Yeah, we do. Every year my family does two turkeys. We do a roasted one and we do a, uh, we do a fried one. And, and how much better is a fried one than the roasted one? I don't eat the roasted one at all. Yeah. God, see, I want <laughs> I want that so bad. And my we just bought we, I picked up the turkey today with my mom, and it, we bought this free range bullshit tiny ass turkey. And it's like this, it was like the size of a chicken. It's like you're supposed to feed twelve people. I don't. I, I'm super out on turkey, and like I think if I think you need to brine a turkey too. The best turkey I've had is brined for like forty eight hours. My parents aren't going to brine this one. I just want to take Thanksgiving under my control for once and be and be a hero because it just, it just I just end up filling up on carbs because all I like is stuffing and pie and mashed potatoes and that's all I end up eating. 
You're an adult. Take it over. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, I'm a man child. <laughs> That's fair. That's yeah. very fair. Uh, one thing my family does on Thanksgiving that nobody else does, and it's because uh, my uncle is secretly uh, Chinese, is we do egg rolls every single year. Well, that's awesome. That is awesome. He, Ooh. he makes egg rolls. Uh, he's call. not actually Chinese. He's Mexican, but uh, everybody's convinced that he's adopted and actually Chinese. Can I come over for Thanksgiving this year? Because it sounds like your spread is going to be infinitely that's better than mine. Yeah, you just got to come back to Chicago and we'll make it happen. Yeah, I don't know why I left Chicago. And here, oh, let's just, I'm going to say bullshit on the pod. Matt, you can take it out if you want. We swear uh, sometimes. It's fine. We're bad. We're, uh, my sister's getting married New Year's, so I, I said brother-in-law just now. I meant future brother-in-law. Fiance, I guess, is the term for it nowadays. Um, there's a wedding. My sister's getting married New Year's Eve. So my mom and my aunt, who are both co- they're spearheading Thanksgiving. They're not making dessert. There will be no pie at Thanksgiving this year because they are bitching about not fitting into dresses for their wedding. Oh no, that's I, terrible. That is, it is, that is so is absurd. Incredible. My mom was like, "Oh, you can go and make a pie if you want." Like, I mean, I can't. I'm twenty. I'm twenty six years old. I don't want to make a pie. I'm not going to pumpkin pie shit is so up. elite. Oh god, I love pumpkin pie. And my, <laughs> we always have a pumpkin pie and a French fry pie, and they're both. I get, Slice of beef. I need to come yeah, here. I, I know. Come here Thanksgiving. That's good stuff. I love French. Uh, we should all. We should just do a. What is it around the world? If we all go to our each other's families' Thanksgivings <laughs> each year. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 stay at my own. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> uh, what was I say? I actually hot take here. I'm I'm not a pie person. I don't like pie. Of course you're not, Max. Yeah. You don't like you, you don't like anything that's good or you know normal. So you know what? No, my just, just, my favorite pie is actually banana cream. It's also my dad's favorite. Love a good banana cream pie. I'm, I'm out on pie. I don't. So, do what do you, what do you have for dessert? Uh, me, nothing. Is, is that the only uh, option at your Thanksgiving? No, there's. Uh, they usually have uh, a couple of pecan pies. Pecan. Disgusting. Love pecan pie, pecan. man. All pie is good. Uh, now they're getting my, out in the open. My mom. Uh, my mom makes really good ones. From what from what I've heard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Somebody else in our family always goes to Portillo's and gets a Portillo's chocolate cake. Oh, chocolate cake! I'll yeah. eat, I'll eat See, cake's trash. Oh, you've never had a Portillo's chocolate cake. Wait, wait! Do you it's actually true. think cake is trash? Like, like birthday what cake? Are your thoughts on, like, bir- yeah. What are your thoughts on like brownies? Like brownies are basically cake. No, not brownies are different yeah. than cake. Oh, brownies are totally the same thing as cake. I mean, brownies are great. This so, is we're a dessert pod. <laughs> <laughs> I, brownies are just like cake. If I don't, I, I, I think a lot of people agree with me. Yeah, but brownies don't have frosting on them, and frosting is disgusting. Oh, I hate frosting. The best brownies like, have frosting. No, yeah, that, that's just a bad take. No, that's a good take. <laughs> what? Sorry, sorry. I'm little, are you having a heart attack? I'm, I'm mad online. Is what that was. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were like dying for a second. I thought this was like, oh no, for I mean, last ex- week. Ex- existentially, yes, we all are dying. You're, just gonna make, you're gonna put me in an early grave because of your trashy dessert takes, which are coming from Jordan and not uh, right. Max somehow. My my oh, takes okay. are always good. Thank you very much. That's a lie. You like James Blake. <laughs> James Blake is bad. That's not a bad take. It's not a hot take. That's all right. Perfectly fine. It was a take. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I can't with you guys. 
All right. Uh, I think on that note, we should head out of here. I think things are getting a little bit too off the rails, a little bit more off the rails than I was performing against the Boilermakers the past weekend. All right. Uh, yeah. Right. Just see ya.